This episode is sponsored by Big Fish Bail Bonds. Big Fish Bail Bonds is your first choice in bondsmen. We are located three blocks away from the Sedgwick County Jail in Wichita, Kansas. We accept all major credit cards and we accept payment plans on big bonds with no collateral in some cases. Find us at bigfishbailbonds.us or give us a call at 316-262-4100. Big Fish Bail Bonds. Big or small, we release them all. Hi, my name is Rebecca Denton. Used to be Lucas and I am from Elkhart, Kansas. I graduated in younger boys at the time were 11 and 9. They have visitation, so we moved to the Tulsa area in 2015, and their dad moved to Tulsa in 2015, about four or five months after we did. Kind of wanted us to get back together, then he moved back to Kansas. He signed the paperwork to get jurisdiction moved to Oklahoma in 2016, Kansas refused to release jurisdiction. I didn't know they could do that. Oklahoma was trying to collect the child support. So then it became Kansas got the child support, took their cut, gave it to Oklahoma. Oklahoma took their cut and then they put it on a card and gave it to us. So that began the debacle of that. Then just this year, Labor Day weekend, I dropped the boys off for visitation with their dad. He had gotten married in 2020 and lived or lived in Hugoton. When they left on a Thursday, I was to go back and pick them up on Labor Day Monday at noon. I went and picked them up at noon. Their dad and stepmom both smoke in the house. So when they come home, you know, it's like the They just look like they've been smoking. They got the bloodshot eyes and they just feel crappy. So we do breathing treatments and decongestants for a couple of days after they get back. And I thought, well, maybe that's what it is. So I picked them up on Monday. They had headaches. They were having blurry vision. And I thought, oh, maybe they just feel really crappy. So um, kept them home Tuesday. Gary, my 11-year-old, he had a broken leg at the time so he was also in a cast and he was having a horrible time balancing and I truly had no idea what it was so the school had another kid go with him on Wednesday to hold his stuff and make sure he was steady. Thursday he came home from school and Jerry said mom my head hurts so bad I can't do it. And I said, Jerry, you've got a broken leg and a headache. And Daniel said, yeah, I have felt like I was going to throw up this whole time. And I was like, what am I going to do with y'all? And Jerry said, can you just do me a favor? He looked angry. And I said, "Uh, yeah, what's going on? And he said, can you tell dad to tell Tammy to stop hitting me? I can't take it anymore. She's hitting too hard. And I was like, oh, my God. So I didn't really understand 
stand. So I just pushed record on my phone. And I said, is it just Tammy that's hitting you? Is your dad hitting you? What's going on? And they said that she kept hitting them at the back of their head over and over and she wouldn't stop. And they were asking her to stop. And she said, that doesn't hurt you. And she kept hitting them. So, of course, I have been a nurse for 20 some years. So I went into like legal mode where I told the boys, you have to tell me that this is the truth. If any part of this is made up, I need you to tell me now. No joke. Because if you're telling me that she continued to hit you, that's called child abuse. And I have to call the police and notify them. I have to take you to the doctor and have them check you out. They said, mom, we're not lying. We cannot go there. We don't want to get hurt anymore. And Jerry said, I can't take it. So I called the police. They came to the house. And they said, uh, we can't file a report because we don't see any blood, um, but you should tell their father that this needs to stop and take them um, to be evaluated because they could have concussions. I said, okay. So I sent their dad a text and I said to him, the boys want me to tell you tell Tammy to stop hitting them. She hit them more than once, the back of the head, and they said it hurts them. And he responded with, she does it playing, but I'll tell her to stop playing. So I took them to the emergency room. The caseworker told me, you may not be able to take the kids home with you. Once we do our investigation, then we'll let you know if you can take them with you. So that ER visit took about seven hours we were in there. They talked to the kids, asked them what happened. They did a CAT scan on Jerry just to make sure there wasn't a brain bleed because he was having vision problems really bad where he said it was difficult to see out of his left eye. Daniel was having uh, more like flashes of light. And they thought because of the swelling at the back of his head that um, he was experiencing migraine symptoms from the concussion. So um, they told me to have the boys follow up with their primary care doctor and she could refer them to a neurologist. So that was into Friday. Um, I made sure I called Pugeton City Police because she worked at the time for the Stevens County Sheriff's Department. And her best friend was in charge of the Stevens County Health Department. The Stevens County Sheriff is in charge of the Stevens County Health Department. So it all was connected. And her best friend, Christina, testified in court in 2019 that she was Tammy's best friend. So I knew it was just going to be awful because being raised over there, I know if you have the money and you have the power, you have most of everything you will need. So anyway, uh, I contacted the city of Hugoton Police Department and he answered the phone as Officer Poncho, which I later found out his name was Matthew. And he was in charge of the investigation. So he asked me what was going on. I let him know that the boys told me that she continued to hit them and it has happened before. 
they just said she hit really hard this time and it hurt them and they started to have headaches, nausea, vomiting, blurry vision. And he said he would let the chief of police know and they would contact the KBI because she worked for the sheriff's department. So I thought that would be a start and then they would get the evidence, I thought. So then on Monday after the weekend, I went and filed a protective order in Oklahoma against both of them. And that was signed and completed. Within 24 hours of filling out that protective order, the judge told me, because they live in Kansas, you yourself have to have it served and bring the papers back because Oklahoma does not serve papers to Kansas. Within 24 hours, Tammy had found a protective order before I even got word to go pick it up. She had found it and had them serve it to her within 24 hours of me filing for the protective order. And when my attorney in Kansas called, they said, oh, the state of Oklahoma called us and told us to serve them. And my attorney said, no, she was supposed to serve them because Oklahoma said they do not serve protective orders to another state. So that was my first affirmation that because she worked at the sheriff's department, I mean, you can basically do what you will as long as you've got the sheriff to back you up. So then they did not send the paperwork back to prove that they had served the protective orders. So then court was pushed back because um, they did not send the papers to the Tulsa County Courthouse. Uh, so then that court was moved back. Um, in the meantime, I had to hire an attorney in Oklahoma for the protective order, an attorney in Kansas for the emergency custody. And in that time, Jerry and Daniel had gone to the primary care doctor multiple times and then referred to OU Children's Hospital to the neurology department. Um, when we got to the neurology, they said that Jerry seemed to have uh, the most swelling, the back of his head and his neck, and that there could be nerve damage. So they gave him gabapentin, which I haven't seen a lot of children on because it is a strong medication, but they wanted him started on it so it would decrease the nerve pain and help with any nerve damage. So he was on gabapentin. He was on a Medrol dose pack for steroids to help decrease the swelling at the back of his head and neck, um, diagnosed with a concussion. And then Daniel, he had the diagnosis of a concussion. He had more swelling at the left side of his head and neck than the right side. Um, he was started on, because he's so young, they wanted to try just a low dose steroids to try to help decrease the swelling and hoping that if they decreased the swelling, they would stop the flashes of light, the blurry vision, the ringing in his ears, and the fatigue. Um, he just went back. They wanted him to be on that medication for at least 30 days. He just went back this week, and he's still having the ringing in his ears, the fatigue, and the blurry vision. So they started him on anti-seizure medication because there's still swelling at the back of his head and neck. After all of this mess, um, nobody sees the medications they take. Nobody sees that they're on restriction from activities for six months because of the concussions. Um, when I filed for the emergency custody, 
because I had filed the protective orders in Oklahoma plus the emergency custody, um, their dad agreed to no contact from him except for one phone call a week on Wednesdays until the investigation is complete. When they speak to him and Daniel, my youngest, he's very vocal about being sad, about being hit, being hurt. And imagine yourself as a nine-year-old not being able to play basketball, do karate, play with your friends, wrestle, shoot basketballs with your friends. You can't do any of that. He's restricted from activities for up to six months because of that. And so he tells his dad, I'm scared. I don't want to go with you and Tammy. I don't want to get hurt anymore. This is ruining my life. And the response he gets is, I don't know what you're talking about. You sure tell a good story. And then the tears come because he's not, uh, he doesn't have that affirmation. So I have done my best to do everything I can. I talked to the Oklahoma attorney and she said, why hasn't Kansas done a forensic investigation? Um, the judge in Oklahoma will want a forensic investigation. That has to happen. So I said, how does that happen? She said, usually the KBI or Kansas DCS does the investigation. I said, okay. So I asked Kansas DCS. They didn't call me back. So I Googled KBI, and by a miracle coming down, I got a hold of somebody that was with the KBI, with the Children Victims Unit, and they got me in touch with the KBI person that is over the Southwest Kansas area. I spoke to him, told him the judge in Oklahoma will will require a forensic investigation. He said, oh, I'll get that scheduled. Mind you, this was October 15th, so right at six weeks, just about after this has happened. He schedules the forensic investigation the earliest appointment they had was November 1st in Tulsa County. So they said Tulsa County will do the forensic investigation. They will send a copy to Kansas or the investigating officer in Kansas should be there for the forensic interview. Um, he did not show up. He said he was busy. So they had the interviews at Tulsa County November 1st. The copy of that interview was sent to Kansas November 2nd. Oklahoma Child Abuse Clinic told me it should be there no later than November 11th. Um, it is now December 4th. <laughs> I have called uh, Hugoton, requested updates, wondering, and they had not even called me and asked me for the medical records, for the evidence, nothing. Um, after I contacted KBI, and requested the forensic investigation, all of a sudden I got a phone call one evening on a Friday at like six o'clock in the evening that said, send me the evidence you have. And that was in the middle of October. So they said they had been investigating, but they had not spoken to Jerry and Daniel. Nobody from Kansas has spoken to the children that said they were abused. Nobody from Kansas. The only people are 
the emergency room doctors that I took them to, the caseworker, their counselors at the school, the primary care doctor, the neurologist, and the police department here, the Kansas DCF, the health department in Stevens County, the sheriff's department in Stevens County, the investigating officer. Nobody asked to speak to them. Nobody requested an interview at all. If I would not have gotten the information that the judge wanted a forensic investigation, I don't even know what that is. I never knew what that was. I've never had a child that was abused, so I don't know that area. Um, even as a nurse, you know, it only goes so far. It, I, it doesn't go into the criminal. It goes to turn everything in, make sure you have all the evidence, make sure everything is sterile, make things like that. I've never done this before, so I really think a lot of good things have happened by me asking questions and having representation here in Oklahoma um, because it just feels like and looks like they're just sitting on it. They allowed her and him to move out of state during this open investigation for child abuse. They were served protective order papers the middle of September. Their attorney, the 1st of October, sent me a letter in the mail that said he's moving to Tulsa. He doesn't have an address, but I'll get you an address when he moves. Uh, to allow even a suspect to move closer, they were over six hours away. Now they're less than 14 minutes away. And the officer in Hugoton said, well, I don't see that as a problem. She said she didn't do it. And I'm comfortable with that. If your children were physically abused and you believe and you have evidence and you see their pain, you have to live it every single day. Nobody lives that pain. Nobody lives those symptoms. Nobody lives those migraines. Nobody lives the dark rooms, cold wash rags, trying to keep everything calm for them. Nobody lives that and nobody sees that. And their own father is calling them a liar, but nobody gets it unless you're living it. And it's just very sad. The judge refused to talk to Jerry and Daniel. Nope, they're too young. I don't want to talk to them. But Rebecca, you have to prove that she did it. And I need somebody to tell me that was there. Well, now you've tied my hands. The boys said she did it. They told me she did it and they want me to protect them. But you won't take any information from them. How am I supposed to tell you what happened because I wasn't there? That's where I'm having difficulty is with Stevens County. Any information, I call, I call, I call, and they have no information. They're busy. Even the chief of police, I called her, Courtney Leslie. I left a voicemail to try to get information. She called me back and said, just this last week, she said, um, I think you just got the copy of the interview just this last Thursday, Friday. I said, no, ma'am. Oklahoma did the interview November 1st. He should have had the interview long before November 11th. He's had it going on two weeks at that time. And she said, oh, well, he's been busy, but I'll leave him a message to call you. I mean, this happened Labor Day weekend. That's that's why I don't know what to do. I'm just trying to protect my kids. I've never been in this situation, and I don't know what else to do. What 
What is your ex-husband's name? Rodney. And then what? what's her name? Tammy. They said that this last time when it happened, when it was really bad, they were, Jerry and Daniel said they were sitting in the kitchen talking to Rodney. And she walked in and the guys were just laughing and talking with each other. And she started hitting Jerry and Daniel on the back of the head. And Jerry said, stop, that hurts. And she said, that doesn't hurt you. And she kept doing it. And Daniel said, I think um, she hit Jerry more because I started crying and she stopped hitting me. Now, when they say she was hitting them, is it like slapping, punching? Did they describe how she was hitting them? Jerry said it felt like a hammer, but it was her hand. So probably like a knuckle or? That's what I'm guessing. If, and I know you can't see, but if you could see the back of their head with the swelling and for it to last more than 60 days, you would have to hit a kid multiple times. In 2018, she told Rodney that she wanted to raise Jerry and Daniel, so they fought me for full custody of Jerry and Daniel. And he is well over 10000 behind in child support, and she wanted full custody. And the most he had ever paid um, outside of child support was he bought Jerry a baseball bat for like 20 bucks, you know? And he told the judge under oath, I bought him a baseball bat for like 20 bucks. Isn't that enough? And everybody just looked at him in shock. Like he really said that, but he hasn't. Um, When we had court in 2019, the judge told me to provide all past and up to that day, medical bills and school bills that he owed 50% of. So I did. And it was over $8,000 worth of bills. And I turned it into the court. He gave me a money order for $50 back in 2019. So I still have custody and continued to have custody. So it has just been a little bit of a circus. Like, You didn't have to spend $15,000 on an attorney to fight for custody. You literally could have helped provide for your children. That's an option. But it's a whole lot of lawyers and fighting and paying money that way rather than making threats to me and the kids. um, How does she get along with the boys besides punching them in the back of the head? Um, They just said that when they go there, they're the chore kids. So they said they just have to, you know, clean the house and um, do whatever they want them to do to make the house nicer and then go outside. I said, well, when I was a kid, I didn't mind going outside and staying away. There's really not a um, active relationship from what they are saying. They said it's more negative than good. Tammy's daughter had a baby, and that made the boys want to go and be happy about it because they got to play with the baby and take care of the baby. I don't know if I can describe it to you, but you know those people that are just angry to be alive? I have taken care of so many of them. It's They're just angry. They're just angry about everything that happened. Nothing is 
good enough. That's what I see them as. It's like, you know, you've got two boys right here in front of you that just love life and you could teach them anything, you know, you could teach them fishing, you could teach them football, you could teach them to fly a kite, you can teach them whatever. And they're like sponges, you know, just have fun. It's, it's visitation, but there's just a lot of anger and cussing and hollering and hitting and they're not used to that. So you're taking them from this environment where the way I was raised, I was raised not to cuss, you know? So me cussing around kids, I can't. I physically cannot bring myself to be hollering, cussing. I just, not what I know, not what I was taught. So they leave this house and then go over there and it's a plethora of um, bonfires, alcohol, smoking. It's just a different lifestyle choice and they don't understand it. So I guess my question would be, what do you want to do? Well, I contacted the attorney general and they told me to get in touch with the sheriff of Stevens County and have them reopen the investigation without Christina being in charge of the health department because the health department concluded that Jerry was not abused before the forensic interview even happened. They concluded it three days before the interview was done. October 28th, they said the Kansas DCF in Stevens County said he was not abused. Not both boys, just one. They picked one kid and sent paperwork October 28th and said Jerry was not abused. We don't have enough evidence. They didn't even interview Jerry. So they didn't even do their investigation. So I want it to be reopened. I want it to be investigated truly. I want them to do their job. That's what I'm hoping for. I mean, it's not like I have a bunch of neurologists from OU Children's Hospital in my you know, side pocket where I can just be like, hey, write these diagnoses and give them these medications and make their back of their head swollen. And I don't have that power. Did I want my children's heads to be swollen? No. Did I want them to have damage? No. I wanted them to be just fine, but that wasn't the case. So now I've got four binders full of ER, hospital, doctor records with medications that I have to carry around for both the boys. I mean, it's not like you wish bad things on your children. They're just like, oh, she's making it up. Listen, I wish I was making it up. Nobody wants to have to have their kid hurt. I mean, this could affect Jerry into his adult. If he has nerve damage at the back of his head, you don't want that. They've already experienced enough to potentially affect them the rest of their life. Exactly. And you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not like they got grounded or scolded or embarrassed. I mean, the dude, the dude couldn't walk straight for a while. Um, and that's that's very sadistic to abuse a child in a manner where, one, it's in the hair, so it's not going to be noticeable bruising. So it, it, it's calculated. She, she, she abused them in front of their father, which should be there to protect them. She abused them in front of their father, masking it as a joke and doing it in a place on their body that nobody would know about. That's what I'm saying. And she works for the sheriff's department, so she knows all about it. Well... I don't think it, I thought it, that's different. I said what I said and I meant it, or lamented. Words given weight without thought and a person, the way that I talk and the way that I ought to be able to 
the pause and to say that the fall can be placed on my arms. I just play for the salt, a disgrace in this arm. Pray for the day they could wait for the calm. You can't control the storm, only weather it, weather it. Five weeks and five days of rain sideways. A scorched earth search for death or water left with all the thorns. When the petals gone, settle on the breath of autumn. If the crown fits, wear it. The crown fits.